السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم رب شرح لی صدری ویسلی امری وحل العقدتم من لسانی یفقہ قولی سبحانکلاسٹینس Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deception of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala that today we continue with our tafsir and commentary of the Noble Qur'an. Our starting point is Surah Nur, chapter 24 and verse number 33. To recap and summarize yesterday's lesson, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informed us about Isti'idhan. Istizan refers to seeking permission. So Almighty Allah states you cannot enter the houses, the rooms of people until and unless you have sought permission from the people who are residing there, whether it is a hostel, whether it is your own house, whether it is a rented house. It does not matter. Those people are the residents there, so we cannot barge into their rooms. And when they are Muslim, then we first take permission. And then when we enter, we say, As-salamu alaykum, As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us As-salam qabla al-kalam. So in that way, they already know we have come with the message of peace, not to come there to cause trouble and to shout or kill or harm any person. So that is the beauty of Islam. Therefore, we will not make salam to a non-Muslim, and if a non-Muslim makes salam first, he or she says, As-salamu alaykum, like today you find. In this world, people want to sell their merchandise and commodities. So they will do anything to sell it, so they will make salam to you and so forth. When the non-Muslim makes salam, then the Muslim will reply, Wa alaik, only that much. You say same to you, but you don't say Wa alaikum salam you just say Wa alaik. And that is the teaching of Islam, and we don't have to be apologetic about it, we don't have to compromise on our principles and our teaching of Islam. Why is Islam so strict on this? إِنَّمَا جُئِلَ الْإِسْتِئِذَانُ لِأَجْلِ الْبَصَرِ So that our eyes, we did not go and encroach on the privacy of people. We don't invade onto their privacy. privacy. Today, if you want political language and jargon, people have civil rights. 
And today you see the government and their agencies and their intelligence and spy mechanisms, they are now encroaching and removing and eroding the civil rights of people. So all the tapping systems they have, we don't even know that whilst we are speaking on our telephones, who is hearing and who is spying. So all this is haram in Islam. So Islam has a proper court code and people's rights must be respected. Thereafter Islam teaches us ahad, you don't find anybody there, then you must go away. You ring the bell thrice, you tap the door thrice, you make a noise about thrice, you say Ma Ahmad, Muhammad, whatever the person's name, and there's no response, then you leave. It's not now you start walking around, start peeping through the windows and taking a stone and throwing on the roof and so forth. All that is haram and not permissible in Islam. So we need to understand that Islam has taught us hukukullah, the rights and obligations of Almighty Allah and hukukul ibad, human rights. Human rights were taught more than 1400 years ago. Hukukul Hayawan, the rights of animal. Therefore, today the stunning and all that is haram. Because Islam says, Inna Allah katabal ihsan ala kulli shayin fa'idha dabahtum fa'ahsinu. In Islam, we fulfill our duty with beauty. Not go and look for loopholes in the system. So the hadith is authentic in Abu Dawood. Allah has prescribed and ordained you do good to every creation of Allah. When you slaughter, you slaughter the animal also with beauty. Minimum pain must be given to that animal and not torturing it as with your stunning and so forth. So all this is maximum amount of profit in minimum time. So the capitalistic model and system. So therefore all this is happening what you see. So nevertheless, we are busy here with human beings and we enter these places. But if it is a public place, public forum and so forth, then you don't need permission. You want to go to the post office. You want to go to the airport. You want to go to a hotel. So all these type of public places, you can walk in and you have some work there. So anta lakum. So then there will be no sun upon you. Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam saw one person who was peeping. Nabi alayhi salatu salam told him, "If I knew you are doing that, I would take the tip of my stick and gorge it into your eyes." Imagine go open Mishkat Mustad Ahmad. You will find this type of a hadith. So in Islam, we must teach our children that they also must not have that people You know, people are curious. And when they see a board there, the mamnu uddukhul, entry, entry prohibited, then they want to go and see what is there. And they want to go and temper and fiddle. So all this is unacceptable. We must learn to respect the rights and the property of others. So that is what Islam is teaching us. Now, we told you what is the primary reason. The eyes must not invade and encroach on the privacy of others. So this brings us to today's lesson. 
Today's lesson is fascinating. If we understand it, Allah give us tawfiq to practice. Surah 24, Surah Nur, verse number 30, 31. Qul. Normally you will find in the noble Quran when Almighty Allah commands, then Allah commands the male and then it is applicable to male and female. Because Mustafa Habibuna said, Inna nisa'a shaqa'iku rijal, the women are also apply, applicable and they equal to the men as far as the rules and the laws of Islam go. Some places, like inheritance, it will be double single, but by and large it is the same. But where there are specific laws, they all might Allah draws a distinction between male and female. For example, in inheritance, for example, in these verses 30-31, Almighty Allah addressed the male separately and the female separately. So what is Almighty Allah teaching us? Almighty Allah is teaching us Muslim, O Abdullah, O Fatima, Zainab, Jamila, you must promote and advocate a pure, a chaste society. Look at today's Western democracies. And you will see that more than half the population are illegitimate abyss that are being born. No one knows who the father is. And you see that now they have a big problem. You go to Brazil, they have schools for these type of children who are bees and illegitimate. You see in South Africa, big problem as well. So once the country becomes like that, then you must know your system is doomed for destruction. So that is what we are seeing. It's not only junk status economically. You are junk status even socially. So Islam says every avenue to perform nikah and marriage, that must be promoted. Every avenue towards zina, that must be curbed and that must be eliminated. Therefore, Islam goes to the roots. And thus it where it starts. Cool. You say, O Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, lil-mu'mineen, to the believing men. I explained to you yesterday, ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, e iman walo, o you who believe, 89 different places, that iman will motivate, inspire, prompt the person to do that action. And that action will make Islam manifest. But the starting point and motivation will come from Iman. Like how oh, I'm speaking to you live, to the CII listeners, the listeners of Sirius FM. Remember that you are listening to this life because we have the Ruh, the soul, the spirit within us. So the lungs, the organs, everything are functioning. So ye all materialize addressing the man. Kullil mu'minin. Tell the believing man. They must lower their gazes. Look at the balagha, the beauty, the style, the rhetoric of the Quran. They must lower their gaze. Allah didn't say the min is tab'eeth, which means that you lower your gaze, that is you close, you lower your eyes, you lower your gaze. It don't mean close it and then walk into the pole and walk into a hole. So it is that you lower your gaze so that you don't see the opposite gender. You don't see things that are undesirable. Look at this Quranic verse and tell me how you can justify TV. 
Look at this verse and tell me how you can justify boyfriend, girlfriend. Look at this verse and how can you justify pornography. So all this are absolutely haram in Islam. Remember, Islam wants a pure society. Therefore, we have segregation between the male and female gender. And see, Allah is telling you that. And they must lower their gazes. Today you look at, I'm inundated with this question. The lady writes, last night in Q&A, Allah reward all of you there in Houghton. The trustees, the imams, the muswallis, barakallahu feekum. When I went home, I started looking at the questions on the phone that were unanswered. One lady writes, I'm ashamed to tell you, Mufti Saab, my husband's phone is filled with naked woman's pictures and he sends it to his friends and when she, the wife, objects, then he starts swearing his wife. Today this ummah is caught up in bare hayai, immorality and their shamelessness. Totally, absolute, without shame and haya. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا لَمْ When a person and a nation don't have haya, shame and modesty and morality, then they will do as they please. And you can see the downfall of modern society, that they allow male to get married to male, female to male, female, and so forth. So these are not even animals do that. They are worse than animals, Quran says. And when you object on them today, they will tell you it's human rights. That type of human rights is Allah's curses on it. And if you sign that document, your name can be Ahmad, Muhammad, Musa, or Samusa. Remember, you kafir, you're out of the fall of Islam. So that is what Islam is all about. Islam is not to curry favor with people. Islam is to teach us through humanity what is a constitution, how a human being must love, how a human being must be an asset to society and not look at his own narrow interest and personal interest like politicians today. See what Quran is saying. And they must protect their private parts. So how will they protect their private part when they lower their gaze? You tell me, our sons today, who is there guarding their private part? The father has got porn on his phone. The son has got porn. The son-in-law has got porn. And every film they want to see, they see there. So in the palm of their hand. So where will the marriages survive? Where will there be loyalty? Where will there be faithfulness? So we have gar ko aag lagayi, gar ki chirag se. Their ummat is imploding today, remember, because we don't want to practice on Quran. We want to practice what the West tells us. We want to practice what the shaitan tells us. So think properly. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the person who does all these things here, then Sahamun min Sihami Iblis, the poisonous arrow of Shaitan is taking you away. And when you go, then Fa'innal Farja, Yusuddikuhu, O Yukazibuhu, the person will commit zina with his eyes. 
He will commit zina with his hands. He will touch that woman and girlfriend or boyfriend. And they will kiss and they will meet. And then the feet will walk in that direction. I must go visit my date. I must go visit my mistress. Allah forbid. And then the first, the private part will go commit the whole crime. A to Z. Therefore, Quran says, Wala taqrabu zina. Do not even go near fornication adultery. All these Malvis and so-called ulama who are promoting TV, look at this ayat properly and see what you are doing. You are destroying Islam with your own hands just for your stunt, publicity stunt. And you don't look so smart on TV also. So anyway, remember that Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us So it's a grave injustice and a disservice done when the so-called Mulvis and Ulama and others come and try and legalize all these haram activities. You the women, now you come out of your home and you all dolled up and you got your makeup and you got your tight tight dresses Listen to these two authentic hadiths. These are not my words. I am here just to report and narrate what the Master Habibuna said. When the lady emerges from her home, and she is with that perfume and her makeup, she passes the men and now the smell, the aroma, all that is there of that woman. And she is like that. Her crime, walking in public with that makeup, is akin that she's an adulteress. Sahih hadith, authentic hadith in Tirmidhi. Think mothers and sisters. Therefore, we feel ashamed to go to nikah and weddings today. The Muslim women are dressed like prostitutes. They dress like zania and adulteress. Go and see what is happening. So both parties, I don't say all, but I'll say many. We need to speak the truth. We must remember this. Shamelessness, the haya, the shame is thrown out of the window. So we feel ashamed ourselves. These are Muslims. Just go and see holiday time. What is happening everywhere? The emails are received. What, what things are happening? Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Hadith in Sahih Muslim, Sinfani min ahalin nar, two groups of people, that they will land up in the fire. Walam arahuma, I have not seen them. One qawmun ma'ahum asyat. One other man, they have the whip and they lash people, make zulam. So that is absolutely haram. And second group, Those women who think they are dressed, but they are naked in the year after. They wear revealing clothes, tight, tight-fitting clothes, see-through clothes, leaving little to the imagination. And this is the modernity. They want to be the center of the show. What is the wedding? Wedding is, I must wear my latest outfit. The more revealing it is, the more happy I feel. So what has happened to that mother? What has happened to that wife? What has happened to that daughter? She has become shameless. 
So the man is also cursed and she is also cursed. La anallahu nazir wal manzur ilay. Mustafa sallallahu hadith mentioned in Ibn Majah. Think properly where we are going. Our children, Allah gave them that innate, inborn quality and inherent quality of haya. But we bought the clothes, we bought the costumes, we bought everything and we felt so happy when our daughter, 10, 15 years old, is jumping into the pool with a swimming costume and a bikini and whatever else. So who eroded and removed the haya from that beloved daughter? Then you want to complain that your daughter ran away with ABC, your daughter got pregnant. But who was the main culprit? Before punishing the daughter, we have to punish the parents. So understand what Quran is teaching us. Kullil mu'mineen, this Western culture, this whole Western system is a satanic system. Secularism is satanic. Democracy is satanic. Capitalism is satanic. Zionism is satanic. All these are shaitani systems. Tell the believing man to lower their gazes and protect the private parts. I receive emails. The boys are asking that when we go for proposal, must we ask the girl, is she a virgin or not? Because there are so few virgins left. Look at the society we are living in. The girl says, I was not a virgin, but I took a custom and I lied to him and I said I'm a virgin. Is this what we want from our sons and daughters? You think about it. We are destroying ourselves. We are destroying our families. That is purer for you. If you are pure, you are chaste. Allah will give you someone pure and chaste. But when you become khabis, you become impure, you become immoral, then Allah will give you someone immoral. And that's the ayat you did in Surah Nur regarding the incident of Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha. At-tayyibatu lit-tayyibin, al-khabithatu lil-khabithin. Think properly what Quran Sharif is teaching us, what Allah is informing us. So all this TVs, all this Hollywood, Bollywood, all in Ramadan time, we won't see TV. 11 months, we will see. It's all satanic. It has no place in Islam. The biggest mole we can come, it means nothing in Islam. Remember, this is pure for you. So don't fool yourself with this some call for so-called fatwas that on the cell phone is permissible to take the photo and thus is permissible. There's nothing permissible in animate objects unless this need and need and hajjad passport visa is different. Inna Allah khabirun bima yasnaun. Verily Allah is all aware of what they are doing. Each one of us, I, you, all of us, in our private life, in our public life, holiday time, the couple are going for a cruise. What do you want to do on the cruise? There's all naked people there. So, so now I want to check it out. The checking out, you can lose your iman. Once we start making istighfaf, we start considering the sins to be very, very small and insignificant, that is the sign of our iman becoming weaker, weaker, weaker. 
You see the bulb, it starts flicking, your fluorescent light. Then you can see that night is in Sakarat, and then it goes off. So our Iman is like that, very similar. It must be blazing, shining, glittering, not flickering. So that is the challenge. So all these big, big conferences, seminars, all waste of time. Till you don't get this right. Our Iman, our article on faith, our articles of faith, we need to understand them and we need to absorb them, have firm conviction in them. Today this Ummah lives in doubt. Skepticism. Allah says they are not true believers. To be a real believer, they must have no doubt, no skepticism. Then you are a true believer. Think properly. Allah is all-knowing. So think about it. When we lower our gaze for the love of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah, and initially it's difficult, then time will come, you will taste halawatul iman. We know the taste of mangoes and leeches. We know the taste of watermelon and purples. We know the taste of all these wonderful fruits. But then you will learn the taste of iman. For ladies, وَقُلِّ mu'minat, Tell the believing women, يَغْدُدُنَّ min أَبْصَارِهِنَّ They must also lower their gazes. But the lady is watching cricket. She say, look at that chap, how good he is, how agile he is. And she looks at the husband, good for nothing, oversized, can't even touch his toes. So remember, they start fantasizing. The men start fantasizing. They're not sleeping with their wife. They're sleeping with that harami lady, the lady of the street. The women are fantasizing the actors and the players they see on the screen. Who's fooling who in the zoo? That lower the gazes is compulsory, Quran is saying. And protect the private parts. Can we say we did a good job with our children? You be the judge. When I'm invited some places we just have to walk away and they know why we walk away we feel ashamed to be in such places it does not behove us that we even went to such a place so therefore 90 percent we just say we're not available remember this because the muslim they want the maulana the mufti the sheikh the imam karisab read dua make dua well, that dua means nothing when you are three-quarter naked and half-naked. So it means Allah's curse is on that. وَيَحْفَذُنَا فُرُوجَهُنَّ This is a lengthy topic. I'll carry on with it tomorrow because it's a big long verse. وَلَا يُبْدِينَ زِينَتَهُنَّ And women, Allah is saying, and they're not allowed, they're not allowed, the women, can be my mother, my wife, my daughter, my sister, my niece, whoever. And this applies to all of us. They are not allowed to expose their beauty. You're not allowed to expose your beauty. Your beauty is in the house. 
All this, the day this industrial revolution started, and they took the women out from the homes, and the Muslim countries are following suit, and they say that we can't have 40-50% of our population unproductive. So they brought them out, made them so productive, that now they got harami children running around. So that is your productive. Satanic system, you brought haramis in this world. You brought bees in this world. So what good is that system of yours? You look at our airports. What a shame and disgrace. You go to the bathrooms and toilet, they will tell you take a free condom. This is how they're going to solve the AIDS problem and the AIDS pandemic. A shame and a disgrace. So remember, once we move away from the divine system and we come to the so-called man-made system without divine rights, then the results are in front of you. Junk status across the spectrum and across the board. Absolute junk. So that is what we are seeing. Simple analogy. I buy a car, I buy a computer, I buy a cell phone. You do that. Then they give you a book. Nowadays it's TV, nowadays it's technology, nowadays it's all this. They don't even give you the book and manual. They will tell you that you read the website. They will give you a desk and tell you all the guidelines, directives are there. So we have so much confidence. In my car they will tell me in 2,000 kilos, three weeks, four weeks, you must bring your car for service. We never question them why. They are the manufacturers. So they create, they made it, manufactured it. So finish, they know more about it. How come Allah created us? But we feel we know better. Because this mind, this Muslim mind, is indoctrinated, is brainwashed with kufr and shirk. And remember, we want to impress the kafir. Today, the ulama, today, the Muslim ummah, Thousands I can show you. Ayabatahuna in the humul izza for innal izza talilai jamia. Do actions to impress the non Muslims. That is a sign of nifaq and a sign of hypocrisy. Izzat belongs solely only to Almighty Allah. Why are you selling your deen for this cheap publicity, for these dollars, for these things? So ask the questions, ask the hard questions. Tomorrow we'll be answer questionable. Tomorrow in the court of Allah we all will be questioned. Don't fall for all this propaganda of the West. May Almighty Allah protect us, protect our youth, protect our marriages, give us the quality of Iman and Haya. I conclude today's lesson with this beautiful hadith. إِنَّ الْإِيمَانَ وَالْحَيَاءَ قُرَنَاءُ جَمِيعًا Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Iman and Haya are two partners إِذَا رُفِيَ أَحَدُهُمَا رُفِيَ الْآخَرِ When one is snatched away the other one follows as well وَآخِرُ الدَّعْوَانَا أَنَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَلَمِ